right, we are now officially recording. Right, exciting. Shake your tits, it's Friday. <laughs> so, is that a phrase? I used is to work with a woman who always <laughs> used to say it. I like it, I'm writing it down. It wasn't a Bordello at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not listening. Well, hopefully Dolly. you're going to cut this bit and start <laughs> from. This is the best bit. I normally leave all this preamble in. Do you? Yeah, Handle. shake your tits, it's Friday. That's the new... That's the new... <laughs> that is uh, it. Uh, work with the horror slogan, that is. <laughs> all over There'll be, be T-shirts with it and a lot. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Jennifer. That's right, we are joined by Lady Jennifer, as this is her birthday pick. It'd be wrong for her not to be here, really. Um, so, for our main uh, feature this evening, we watched the absolute stone-cold classic that is Let the Right One In. Uh, I'm so... I was like a proud parent when Jennifer said, <laughs> Do I get to make a birthday choice? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. And he said, Can we watch Let the Right One In? And I was like, Oh, yes, yes, yes. The listeners know I don't sound like that. But oh, I was just thinking how perfect an impersonation is. Sound wrong with your ears. You never hear yourself as you sound. Something wrong with your mouth. <laughs> in, in my head, I sound, I've got like a really thick Mexican accent. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a surprise when I hear the episodes back. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, so before we get stuck into this, although I'm, we're all, I'm sure, very excited to uh, discuss it. Um, Chris, have you had the opportunity? I know it's short because we're recording early, um, so don't feel under pressure. But have you had the opportunity at all to watch anything in the last week? Yes, let me just switch my Wi-Fi because it's going a bit funny. One second. Mm. And I'm back. Am I back? No. No, you oh, still are. Did I ever back. back in the room. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back now. It's still, it's still a sad clown icon. Oh, no. Come you on. Got to Adam Come on. I'm in. shaking my phone. Do something. There, there we go. Oh, yes. There we go. Right. So, I'm yes, just... of course. Of course, I watched something amazing and so perfect once again. It was Eli Roth's History of Horror. I skipped an episode and went straight to the vampire one. Oh. Good call. Knowing, Good move. knowing a little bit about this film, but not a lot. And, and I was even careful when, it, when they suddenly mentioned Let the Right One In, the masterpiece, as they called it. Ooh, I nice. pressed stop quick and I stopped it. So I'll tell you what they did cover, though, and you can see what you think. They, they first of all talked about Dracula. Mm -hmm. That's it. Can't not, not a big surprise. They started <laughs> yep. with Bella Lugosi. Mm. Then, and so I haven't seen any of his. Mm. I've only heard him mentioned one yes. or 10,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I've got never, that to look forward to. I don't think we've done... Oh, no, he was in The Wolfman. Oh, was he? Bella yeah, Lugosi. Was he, was, he was the gypsy called Bella. Bella, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> So, well, he didn't have a big part. There was he was only in it for was yeah, it five minutes. Yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah, fair enough. Okay. Now, Bella Lugosi as Dracula didn't have fangs. I learned. No, oh. no, you never see any fangs. No, and then uh, Christopher Lee 
ramped it up a bit. He had fangs and he was a bit sexy, a bit erotic. That that was the, the paradigm shift at that point. Then yeah, he floods got... my basement. <laughs> Is that Claire likes him, doesn't she? She does actually. Yeah. Yes. She's so she'll Claire be excited is, if we ever watch. His Claire is very now. fond of Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah. Could you put um, me right. back on the phone, please? <laughs> <laughs> then we had Bram Stoker's Dracula from ninety-two. Coppola. Yeah. Oh, Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. Yeah. Coppola. Yep. Yeah. With um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Now, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I've, I've only seen a bit of it. I would like to watch the whole film because I showed some clips and it looks great. I don't know why. No, well, you're not a fan, Lee. I'm, I'm shaking my head I, violently. I guess in comparison to all the better vampire films out there, mm. but you know, I mean, it's a classic and I think it's got its place. All right. But that's got I Gary Oldman. It, it has. Yeah. I and think I, I the just... only thing that goes against it is calling it Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. And mm. adding loads of stuff that ain't there. Isn't because it's really it Bram Stoker. Yeah. One of the furthest from the original source material and then calling uh, it Bram Stoker's Dracula. And well, okay. Keanu Reeves is terribly recast, but that's not against Keanu Reeves. Like, he's still awesome. It, he should mm. just be. Not, maybe not in the other He's just Yeah. One of the Wicks. <laughs> Joe Wicks got a little skinny bloke with a long yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, Joe Wicks has never shot anyone because they shot his dog. <laughs> God, he can't, and he can't say he can't say Wensleydale either. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, look it up. Makes a right prick of himself. <laughs> oh, well, more so. More of a belly. Yeah. <clears throat> Are we so still talking about Joe Wick? Yes. The exercise guy. I, I still I quite like him. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all right. Why, why don't we like him? What's he done wrong? He's just a little bit uh, positive <laughs> and a oh, bit yeah. happy. Yeah, but that, but that, that is good when you're trying to get kids to do exercise. Yeah. He did punch my grandmother in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not true, <laughs> but it would explain how I feel. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I think we could start that rumor, Adam, and see if it carries. Yeah, on. yeah. Mm. She's yeah. so. Mm. She'd been dead five years as well. <laughs> Sick bastard. Now that's getting more on topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right, so so, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, he changed to become a bit of a tragic character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was an, a new element. Um. You know, so that's good. And then Anne Rice, which I'm also assuming Lee's not a big fan of. No. Vampire, yeah. Well, it's... I really liked Interview of Vampire. Hmm. And that's possibly one of the better roles that Tom Cruise... I mean, Tom Cruise does do a good job in films, just not in real life. He generally but... does. As an actor, I have yeah, got time does. for him, just not as a... Being. Human being. <laughs> 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 if he just acts and not be a human the rest of the time, it'd be okay. My, my downfall with Anne Rice is, uh, my downfall, my problem with Anne Rice, should I say, sorry, um, is that, yes, yeah, she, she did interview with the vampire and then all of this, uh, as, as, as we'll talk about, yeah. mine and Adam's hatred of sexy drag yeah. came from there. And that's why <laughs> yeah. I've written vampire movies off for an entire decade, pretty much. Mm. 
Sexy drag, sexy drag, get off my back. It was terrible. I wrote I... songs about it, Chris. Yeah. Well, well, I did. Well, be, being a and bit of a goth in the teen years, I quite liked it. Yeah. See, the worst part for me is I actually liked Interview with the Vampire, then I read the book. Oh, wait. And oh, no. And that no, pissed me off slightly. Mm. <laughs> and, and then I read whatever the follow-up the vampire stat and at that yeah. point i was i was ready to like blind someone with a soldering iron <laughs> well no see that's funny because because i thought the books were awesome yeah, i thought they got better and better time. and they got more into philosophy and more into like time and it just it, got crazy it's just when lestat suddenly becomes marilyn manson <laughs> so i don't i don't right up my tubes that Lestat is so right yeah I, I sort of think i think i'm thinking of memnock what's that has been a long oh, time. Yeah, there is Memnock the Destroyer or something. Memnock the yeah. Devil. Yeah. The but I'm, I'm sure I seem to remember them getting a lot deeper than Interview did. And yeah, yeah I was impressed with it. I mean, again, you know, I read it when I was quite young. Mm. Wasn't Queen of the Damned one of hers as well? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, and that yeah. is a massive pile of steaming dog I know, but that was the film, though. Not no, the film wasn't yeah, great. Yeah. But the book, I still would say, as far as I remember it, was excellent. But I'll have to reread it one day. Yeah, I don't think I ever got to Queen of the Damned, actually. I think I just uh, okay. got so well, that's, pissed that's... off reading the Vampire stat that I like, quit at that yeah. point. Mm, <laughs> see, you're, you're, a, you're an early quitter. Yeah. We've only right, right, take it all the way. beyond Chapter 3 is quite an achievement, to well, be honest. I would give it, mm. it was upstairs, you can borrow it and give it a read. Mm. I haven't got time to read stuff I care about. I'm never going to read anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, anyway, so, so that, was, that was... You know, sexy, romantic, quite a bit of gay culture. Mm-hmm. In the, um, then we got True Blood. So what's yeah. what's the view on that? Same. I read some of the books, but again, it was more veering to the, oh, let's get women involved in horror, perhaps. You know, because it's a bit more about the relationships and the, mm. you know, a bit more like a soap opera with vampires. So it was Fair entertaining, enough. but I can All see right, well, why... Lee is making the <laughs> making. Well, no. It was, it was when you said soap opera and I just lost the will to live. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I've never seen True Blood. I kind of assumed it wasn't my thing, but I've never, I, I can't speak against it having never seen it, but I'm kind of assuming that it weren't going to be up on no, the street. No, I'm, I'm getting a bit mixed up with all the true films. We've got True Romance, True Lies and True Blood. And true and nothing like film. one another in any True Romance is Tony Scott directing Quentin Tarantino's first script. True mm. Lies is Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, yeah, was, yeah. and so Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. and yeah. Tom Arnold as spies. And Art Malik jumps on a Harrier jump jet. Love and then there's True Blood. So I think there is a sort of, there's essentially a lot of differences. What's the one that Lee likes? True Lies. True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Arnie movie from the 80s. Awesome. Fair that's enough. the 90s, that is. I'm sure that's 90s, because I saw that in the bloody cinema. Is it 90s? Oh, yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Sorry, yeah. But, one, you know, when he was still, like, punching justice into the face of anybody, you'd stand still on that. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, well, when no. he, it's when he rides a horse in a lift. That's when it's the... <laughs> See, I've got no problem with any of that. Or jumping onto a jump jet. Like, I... I, I, I I think it's, it's all, all fantastic. It, it's lunacy, obviously, but yeah, it's acceptable lunacy. Yeah. <laughs> all right now, now I'm going to get you really excited. The next one up was Lost Boys. Yay! Uh-huh. Good movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but they do have a bit of dark, sexy elements in it. Just it's not too much. It doesn't become the driving force of it. I don't no. think. No. Yeah. I think there's it's clearly there's a lot of vampiric eye candy for the ladies. Mm. But it's not like it's not like that's oh, not the main yeah it's not yeah. oh don't you feel sorry for them because they get to remain young and live forever no. and like kill people yeah. with impunity no I don't I think you're <laughs> lucky cunt <laughs> now I thought it was funny right? Joel, Joel Schumacher said he didn't want to make excuses for the movie he just wanted to make the best teenage vampire film ever or die trying fair play I think he probably probably achieved that I think he did a very good job yeah yeah um, now it's interesting, right? Who's Mick Garris? <laughs> Mick Garris is a uh, film director who's done. Um, he gathered together the masters of horror, mm. and he um, he's directed quite a few sort of bits and pieces, but quite a few Stephen King adaptions actually. Uh, okay. What's that? <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Well, he's he's commented, I think, on in every episode so far, and I thought I heard the name. To Might be, be honest, mixing up with Mark Gatiss. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think I think weirdly enough, I think you're in the right ballpark in a way, in so much as much in the same way as you couldn't get rid of Mark Gatiss if you would if you were doing a documentary about horror in the UK, you would not be able to stop Mark Gatiss from being in it. I see. No matter how hard you try. And I think Mick Garris would be much the same for an American audience. Yeah. Mm. I think he would all definitely be you know, he's he's out he's there. Been there. Okay. Yes. He's done some, he has done some cracking films though. Uh, just checking his uh, filmography here because I've got to admit I didn't recognise the name. Hocus Pocus. Um, mm. Yeah, Hocus Pocus. Uh, the Fly Two and Critters Two. So oh. yeah, oh yeah, no, he's yeah, and Batman included. Oh, right. yeah. Apparently so. Apparently so. And he's. Are you sure again. you're not looking? You're not he's looking at writers. Ah, no, it's directors. You'd be looking oh. in his directors bit. Oh, he's got mm. even more in directors. So. Hey, Critters Two still. Freddy's Nightmares. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely. Definitely did. Um, All the stand, like Stephen the, King. He did uh, yeah. the Shining, like the TV version of the Shining. He did. Happy Town. Oh, Happy Town, which we really liked. Oh, he, yeah. yeah, he directed one episode. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Up next, we've got Fright Night. Yes. Which we've covered. Yes. yes. Episode. Oh, Something. Christ knows. Don't know. Don't, don't I don't remember what we last that. fucking episode. There's no point in asking me what it is. Leave the comments are. below and someone will have yeah. <laughs> They won't. Then, People still haven't told us what beefed means. Go on, sorry, we're listening. Uh, that's true. <laughs> then we got Near Dark. I don't think they mentioned much about that. Love it. Well, fuck them then. Yeah. Well, well, so this might have Sitting been... they talking about bleeding true that, blood and you don't well, get this could have been me dark. getting distracted a little bit at this point, but I haven't written much about it. But then they've got Dust Till Dawn... Which they, yeah. they didn't mention too much about as well, but they did say that the vampire makeup was a bit different than we'd seen previously. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, and, and apparently they had green blood in order to get past certification. Yeah, that, that <laughs> dates back to a lot of green blood, and it's all right. Yeah. That dates back to Evil Dead, 
Yeah. Uh, yes, they, yes. Where they were meant to have blood running yeah. through all the walls and everything, and then they just really chase so, different colours, and yeah. <laughs> they're fine with um, that because it's not recognisable as blood. Yeah. And then they they talked a bit about the the different roles of each different vampire story film. Um, you know, not everyone picks or or uses all of the rules. You can sort of mm. choose yeah. which ones you want. Um, although a lot of them do seem to accept stakes as a, a way to kill and sunlight. Um, yeah. One of the things I watched this evening, I watched and I'll be covering in a bit. Um, yeah, was a a vampire movie from China, and their roles mm. are totally different. So yeah. Um, was it Mr. Vampire? Like it was Mr. Vampire. Yeah. Oh, they're bringing that out on Christ. Tyrion, I th- oh, no, Eureka, I think. They are, and I am buying that. Is like best part of thirty quid, but oh yeah, no, I'm, but I'm still getting involved. Yeah, <laughs> absolute masterpiece. Sorry, Chris. Fair enough. Well, I look forward to hearing that. And and that was it. Then they mentioned let the right one in, and I jumped for the stop button. I would probably okay. in between that, I would have put 30 Days of Night, I think was possibly mm. one of the, let me double check the date. I think that. it's 30 Days of Night later. I am Because I think the comic, because I think the comic's quite early, but the film is later than Let the Right One In, I think. Oh, it's the year before, 2007. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, because that's what I was going to say. When you were saying about vampire movies, and I, I mentioned Anne Rice, she had put me off of vampire movies, and I think mm. the only good vampire movie that I remember seeing between uh, Interview with the Vampire and Let the Right One In was 30 Days of Night, and that totally blew me away, that movie. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good film we'll have to cover at some point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's good that it, it does get the kudos it deserves, Let the Right One In, on... Uh, yeah, mm. on that type of a list. I, I, I don't feel that you could do this show and miss this film. Mm. But for, for vampire movies, certainly. It's a bit like it's... doing a podcast and missing out until someone says, let's do it. Shut your poor <laughs> mouth. No, I, can, I, can, I can honestly say I think that the merest concept that there is any form of organisation behind this whatsoever. <laughs> I did try and I gave up. <laughs> Just heard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, cats is topical. Oh yes, oh. yeah. We'll get um, to that in a minute. Yeah. We will. So, Adam, have you ventured into the horrory world of TV or cinema since our last meeting? Uh, only thing I've caught up with the latest on. I think there's two episodes left of the second series of What We Do in the Shadows, yes. which is which is still fantastic. I've now seen the Mark Hamill episode. Oh yes, <laughs> so I'm very happy about that. Um, and uh, actually, not a um, not uh, a horror book. I did finish reading uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh, nice. Yes, I saw that on Instagram. Yes, and yeah, that I'm. I really want to see. I really enjoyed the book. I really want to see what they're going to do with the TV version because there's enough. Basically, I do trust, you know, uh, Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams to not fuck it up, you know, <laughs> to, to the point of being appalling. But I do, uh, you know, I would. I want to see it and compare it and everything else like that and see what they've changed and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the book, the book's really. The book's really good and sort of 
I would imagine will lend itself to being a TV series because it's kind of like a series of short stories that come together. Well, not okay. it is. It's a proper novel, and it's basically like a sort of someone's extended family is the subject of the book and how they're touched by various aspects of weirdness and strangeness that's going on. Um, and then finally, it all sort of like ties together at the end. But yeah, I'd be. I'll be really interested to see it because it's very, because uh, the point of the thing is, is that the book, uh, it's called Lovecraft Country, but that's because uh, someone in it, basically the, uh, the main, one of the main characters in it, or the main character and his uncle are both really into sci-fi and horror books. Mm. So they describe something as being Lovecraft Country because they mistake uh, the county of Ardham they misread it as Arkham at first. And so they're like, oh, it'll be like Lovecraft Country. And they're like, I hope not. And then they go there, and it is quite Lovecraft. <laughs> so, Interesting. But yeah, so um, I'd re- recommend the book. And just, yeah, now I do, I, I really am sort of up for seeing the series because I think, I, think I think there's enough good material in the book that will turn itself into an episodic series much more so than if you were to adapt it as a film, it would probably feel a bit too sort of piecemeal. But as a series, I can see them really sort of going with it. Netflix, hello, Netflix. Mm. Get, get calling them, you know. Well, it's HBO. It's already uh, come out. Oh, okay. I thought is so it, I is it actually out? It. No, 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 sorry. It no, no, so that's why I didn't say it. So, uh, so ah, Jordan, yeah. no, this wasn't something. his, like, fantasy football. Oh, Jordan yeah, Peele and J.J. Abrams are well, working on this. I thought this was Alan Streams who were listening to. No, no, no. Oh, no. It, and I agree. I think that I, I think both of those are definitely trustable with pretty much any material, really, that proves mm. themselves, um, as long as it isn't Jordan Peele's own. Um, and therefore, I think... Rude. Rude. Um, but yeah, so I, I think he's a fantastic filmmaker. Um, and I think between him and Abrams, I think they'll be able to bring something that you're this excited about, I think that'd be a fantastic pair. Yeah, I, I'm really, I really hope that it becomes, a, you know, I hope it becomes a hit because I think it's something that's, you know, the material, the material's there to have a, an interesting TV show. And quite frankly, HBO need the money these days because <laughs> uh, Ga- Game of Thrones is finished and they've also decided they're not going to do, thankfully, they're not going to do the various stupid prequels and, Suicide Squad versions of Game of Thrones, where it's like, you know, sort of like, oh, well, you, you didn't know about the time that Sam was hanging around with fucking Tyrion, or oh, fuck off. Didn't uh, happen, no, did it? That's, that's cursed, and Netflix are already on it. <laughs> um, so I have watched a metric fuck ton of stuff since our last meet. I don't quite know how I've managed to find time to watch all of this, but I have. Um, so literally following our last episode, um, I had a bit of a spate of insomnia and I managed to watch, so Witch's Brew, which we discussed. Oh, is that the, um, the so that, 60s version of, uh, the 80s version of Night of the Eagle? Yes, yep. with Terry mm. Gar. Was that any Yep. It's very different. Oh. Um, <laughs> it is an 80s TV sitcom version. It's full comedy, pretty much, um, and it felt like Bewitched. So they right, taken okay. the story and turned it into the like the only thing that was missing was a laugh track. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, but and the story was different in that. So the three women were all friends, and Terry Gar's husband basically said he's looking, he's trying to get that promotion, same as in like the Eagle. Mm-hmm. And she says, right, you've got to cover yourself in. Uh, I think it was like chicken blood and cat's urine or something, and sleep outside <laughs> for twelve hours under the moon. And he goes, look, I've had enough of this witchcraft shit. It's stopping now. I don't care what you and your friends are doing. I, you know, it all stops now. And she says, well, okay, but it's not a good idea. And then basically her friends don't realise that he's let down, that she's let down the defences for the pair of them. So all the Ouija that they're doing against him basically gets him into the same trouble, effectively. Right. Um, because, but they're not doing it maliciously. They're all just trying to... So basically the idea is similar that you put out into the universe what you want to get and the universe finds a way of making it doable. Yeah. So because the other two women are doing so much to further their husband's careers, the universe finds the best way of doing that is to totally screw him over. Mm. So he ends up in a massive mess, which is no real fault of his. Um, yeah, and there isn't an eagle in it. It is a, it's a giant, like, eight-foot egg that's outside the university. Um, and it cracks open and a full-on demon comes out. Right, okay. Um, but a lot of it's done in the dark, so the fact that it's 80s made-for-TV cheapness is, is kind of hidden. It's fairly entertaining. It's The whole thing's on YouTube. So, oh right, cool. Yeah, it's never been out on DVD, so it's VHS quality, but that's the best you're going to get it. So yeah, it's worth an hour and a half of your time. I found it, I found it interesting as a to see how differently somebody could handle the source material effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to get a screwball yeah. comedy from what is essentially Night of the Demon Two. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if if you hadn't told me and I'd watched them both separately a couple of weeks apart. I would never have said it was the same story. Mm. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, I also watched, I tried the new Duon Origins that's on Netflix. Oh, yes. Um, I got three episodes in and bailed out, really. Fair Um, enough. Because that's the grudge, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not that much there, is there, really, to spin um, out as a prequel or series? So they've made it. So the ghost is already there. So basically, I think from what I've I've gathered is that the ghost that we get to know is a later ghost uh, who is created in this series from a previous. So a previous ghost creates the ghost that we then see who is there in the grudge. yeah, so basically, it's just a bit of a nasty spirit turning a house into like a massive mess of domestic violence and nastiness um, with not enough supernatural element for me. And yeah. one behaves in a very strange manner that doesn't seem realistic. Um, and I found it a bit boring. So, fair dues. So, it's not a recommend, but I would, no. you know, put it out there. Yeah, if you're 50 50, don't bother. <coughs> Um, as previously mentioned, yeah, Mr. Vampire, I've been mm-hmm. watching. Um, I watched that one and I watched the fourth one as well, which is uh, Mr. Vampire Saga. Oh, right, okay. Um, I unfortunately watched them the wrong way round. <laughs> so I watched Saga first, and I was like, it was so 
for Chris, who doesn't know, and for our listeners who don't know, uh, Mr. Vampire is a series of four movies started in 1985 in China. Uh, and mm. in comedy horror, it, primarily it's... What's that noise? I don't know, Chris. Primarily it's, um, it's comedy, but it's about vampires. But yeah, it's, mm. it's, it, it's got a lot of like kung fu elements and stuff. So it's a bit like watching a Jackie Chan movie, really. Um, but with vampires. And their vampires are very different. So and, as Adam knows, in their law, they hop, they sort of jump. They have both yeah. together and they jump everywhere. They don't walk. Yeah, and, they, and you have the curse or the, the holding spell is like yeah. a... A line of paper attached to their forehead, pinned to their yeah. heads. That's right. Yeah. So if you yeah. write in chicken's blood on a piece of paper and slap it on their head, it stops them in their tracks. Is it like how you hypnotise rabbits, where you sort of have to, I don't know, pull them along a line, their head and their eyes, and then they're hypnotised? No, that's how you hypnotise chickens. Apparently, you have to hypnotise rabbits by dazzling them with a bright light. Oh, oh. there you go. Lucky I didn't try that one. Because out. they're. There's a weird thing. Apparently, there's a thing called lampers. Mm. And lampers are, I mean, I don't know if you can count it as hunting, but it's people who go out with, like, spotlights. Oh, and hypnotise the animal. Hypn- hypnotise yeah. rabbit yeah. and then shoot it and take it home too. Yeah. Cheating. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's lazy hunting. That's, that is not really hunting. I, don't, I wouldn't count it as. Um, yeah, and the other thing in the movies is, if you, have you seen it, Adam? I've seen, I've, yes, I've seen, oh no, is it Mr, I think I've seen Mr Vampire 2. Ah, which, which I am, I've ordered it and is yet to come, so that is, Mm. they find a family, uh, so it's basically a man, woman and child and they find their coffins and they're ancient, so they're bringing them to a museum or something and the paper falls off so they all come back to life. So it gets... it gets really stories. It gets really quite sort of it. It gets sort of farcical because it's like the paper, the paper drops off one who starts moving, and then it comes off another one. But then they stick the other one back on, and it's like you know someone's just not noticing that they're. It gets a bit like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, like the early bits in the Wax Museum. It's like this guy doesn't realise that he keeps dropping the paper off and activating them, and then he puts it back on, and then oh. zoom. Um, I was very pleased. I, that was the th- I got very excited in the um, orgy episode of what we do in the shadows because a Chinese hopping vampire yeah. Yeah. Uh, turned up, <laughs> and yeah. But no, Mister Vampires are like I didn't realise there was four. Actually, I knew there was. I knew there was. A, I knew there was at least three. Um, but uh, yeah, I know, and I definitely want to. I definitely want to get the. Uh, the release of uh, one, yeah, uh, when it's on its way out. So yeah, Adam, you went very demon uh, there. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. It was no, no. <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, the sorry. Benefits of the tape. Um, <laughs> but yeah, is it? But I, so I watched the fourth one and I thought, right, I, it was fun and I really enjoyed it, but I didn't get what was going on. So I thought that's all right because I've got the first one as well. So I'll go back and I'll watch the first one and then it'll all make sense. And it doesn't. So because what confused me is, so the Taoist um, uh, master basically goes out 
into the forest for days on end with a load of vampires who he has who have all got this piece of paper stuck on their head so they have to follow his instructions and he just hops through the forest with them and they do this in the fourth one so i thought that doesn't make any sense i don't understand but that's all right because i'll go back and rewatch the first it one it. <laughs> and it all makes sense and the first one is exactly the same he just at the beginning goes i'm going out with my legion of vampires and out they go and that's mm. it you don't see him again until the closing um but yeah, the other, the other facet that they've got that I've never seen before, if you hold your breath, the vampire can't see you. Yeah. Mm. So as long yes. as you can hold your breath, you're invisible. Excellent. Um, that's what you're saying about the rules. That's a, an unusual yeah. one. Um, there, are, yeah. there are so many. I think I've said about it before, but there's the thing about putting, if you steal a vampire's sock, put garlic in it and throw it in a river oh, or something yeah. like that. Like that with yeah. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other things are, so if you get bitten by a vampire, you can suck the evil out by putting dry, sticky rice in the wound and it sucks the poison out. But if oh, you like if you drop your iPhone in the car's yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 That's probably how they found out about the iPhone. Somebody <laughs> died here. If it was a vampire. Like, um, if you were going to extract the evil from an iPhone, <laughs> no. that would right. be like in Poltergeist 2 when he throws up half a man. Yeah. Just be chased around. In the urine where you dropped it yeah. in the toilet. <laughs> I don't know, just the evil that Apple is. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, so there's the rice thing, and they can't walk on sticky rice either. And Who can? If, yeah, I was <laughs> And if you get bitten by a vampire... Um, the the poison can only take effect if you stay still because it makes your limbs solid. <laughs> so as long as you keep dancing for long enough oh. for the rice to take effect. Is this effect. all just made up for this comedy? No, I, I can see how the dancing is, could be humorous. If I think this is more Chinese law that we okay, don't know about, enough. Chinese um, vampire. It, it's definitely it definitely be something worth looking into mm. because there is a lot of. Um, I know certainly there's a lot of extremely strange uh, stuff in, like in Japanese myth as well, mm-hmm. and Chinese legends, and you know they do have, um, they have a similar sort. Of, there's just a, I don't know what it is. It's just a, it's well, I do know what it is. It's an utterly different culture yeah. creating a myth, and yeah, you just get so many sort of. Um, strange what well what would seem strange to us but it's perfect, probably perfectly natural to have hopping vampires uh coming around your gaff you know if you're expecting it but like <laughs> you say i think i think that's the point as well like you say it's, i think it is part of chinese vampire lore in so much as there's no explanation for it within the films because they don't need to explain it much in the same way as it's like well, why is he wearing a cape He's a vampire. Yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it is very much. But yeah, I mean, it was. As I found them entertaining, so they're all good. Um, yes, but I've waffled on long enough now. So let's get into uh, this evening's main film. Ooh, uh, one point before you do, even though it links very highly, I will have to mention that Adam uh, Adam Law did send us the article about a vampire hunting kit that had gone up for auction. Yeah, Ooh. I did see that. Yeah, yeah a lovely little. A couple uh, of those. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll post it on. I'll post it on the uh, on the Instagram so people can see it. It's a beautiful little box mm. with a pistol and a miniature Bible, and uh, weirdly enough, a vial of shark's teeth. 
Um, oh, and I'm not, really? I'm not too sure about spending three grand on this box because I know for a fact that there is a vending machine in Cambridge that uh, has shark's teeth in it. Because yeah. wow. I got some. Oh. Seriously, it's the, the Cambridge like, Natural History Museum or something like that. And they just, yeah, they just had, you know, like the gumball machines or like yeah. a little... Yeah, and uh, yeah, one of the things they had was shark's teeth. So, yeah. so, that, so you can put them in your mouth and pretend to be a vampire? No, no, no. It's just so I can go, hey, I've got some shark's teeth. And people go, really? And then you realise, oh, yeah, we're not eight anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no one's ever come round and was... been impressed by my shark's teeth. <laughs> I was thinking more for the vampire hunter. Why is it in I, the kit? Yes, I've no idea. It's probably, you know, maybe it's like the opposite of powdered rhino horn. <laughs> You know, that's 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 supposed to sort of that's supposed to be an aphrodisiac, maybe something like powdered powdered shark's teeth. Everyone knows Calms vampires the... hate it. Yeah. Not not only that, but also sharks famous for their love of garlic, so they're probably quite tainted. <laughs> you know, because woe betide you, you don't serve garlic bread with yourself when a shark attacks you <laughs> off, off Bondi Beach. Bread a lot. Whoa. Yeah, keeps the, keeps the uh, vampires and the sharks away. There you go. Yeah. Um, Yes, so Chris, what did you, on your first viewing of this film, what did you make of Let the Right One In? It's a very, I'd say, deep film. Mm. Um, you know, almost the, the vampiric side of it didn't necessarily need to be there. Mm. And yet, obviously, that does add a, a large part to it. Um, so... Like, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. I would say um, you might need to go over the story just to make sure that I've fully understood it. Um, so a strange boy who, uh, is, who finds it difficult to Bit make friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, I blame his haircut. Yeah, Aww. I do as well. Um, befriends a small, quote-unquote, girl. Uh, we'll get into that later because that's a whole mess um uh, who moves in near him it later transpires that she is a vampire and the man who we think is her father is actually her familiar who goes out murdering people for to bring blood back so that she doesn't get caught um and he befriends her and she ultimately helps him out with his uh difficultness difficulties yeah um yeah, and then like, it later transpires that he's just as helpful to her. Yeah, so so that's what I thought was happening, that she essentially befriends, and I imagine it's normally a lonely boy who's potentially getting bullied, and they fall in love with her, and then they become her familiar, and that's the cycle. It is, but it's a very... It, it is strange, because that's the thing, like... The, the relationship that she has with the older man at the beginning is very, it, it effectively is a kind of paedophilic relationship. It is in the book, definitely. But that's, but that's how it mm. would then become as the boy grows up. Exactly, that's the thing. So it isn't, so that's where, why it's, I don't, I think that's why I find this so thought-provoking is the idea mm. that because she doesn't age and he does, they both yeah. love at the same age. But then he yeah. ages beyond her and leaves yeah. then it becomes... And at some point, he yeah. needs to die yeah. and she will eat him. Hmm. Well, also, also, because, I mean, that's the... Because the... I, I mean, not sort of like... Not sort of skipping ahead or anything else like that, but 
I believe that the intention within the film is is that he she was going to uh, turn him into a vampire uh, after everything, like after the end of the film, is mm. that they were going to go off and turn her into a vampire. In the book, it's much more, as you say, where it's the sort of the entrapment of a familiar almost, mm. or it's like you know, it's the and frankly you sort of you see the reason why you wouldn't turn someone because two 12 year olds can't really get much done yeah like, no she was going to turn him i didn't get that no, no i didn't get no. that impression oh no i think this is this is something that they sort of talked about mm. behind the scenes of the film and everything like when they were sort of discussing about you know it's not i don't think it, it's certainly it's not within the film no, and yeah, and it and it does make more it does make more sense that you'd let someone grow up, because frankly, the um, her familiar who she starts off with, um, you know, he's an he's an adult man who could therefore, you know, rent a room yeah. without anyone batting an eyelid, or he can you know go and do bits and pieces which you know, a 12-year-old can't sort of really do. Hmm. I mean, it's even the bit with the, even the bit where she goes into the hospital and she asks about, oh, you know, where's my, uh, when he, when he's been captured and uh, uh, burns his face off and then she's in hospital and then he's in hospital when she comes in and the best she can do is to just sort of play innocent and, then leave and then go and do what she's rather than you know someone who could come in and i don't know bring a bring a sense of authority or something like that yeah because mm. even though she comes in and says she's his daughter there's no way the police are going to take her to see him or no. the hospital do you know what i mean everyone would be more concerned with well what's happening to you and you know yeah we'll get social yeah, services around, which is like the worst possible mm. fucking scenario um but yeah so but uh, certainly in the book, it's much more that it's the the start of a new cycle kind of thing where she, you know, she's, she's got another familiar, not necessarily in her thrall, but certainly, you know, he clearly loves her. Well, well it, I mean, he didn't really have much going for him. No. And then really it was her that gave him inspiration to start going to gym class and, yeah. and take on the bullies. Oh, just so, as an aside on that. How good is the PE teacher? <laughs> was, it, was it Mr. Mr. Alvey or something like that? I yeah. can't remember his mm. name, but he is just spot on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, he's just a spot on it's When he's reading teacher. the newspaper, when uh, he's yeah. lifting away, yeah. struggling yeah. without bench press, and he doesn't try and help him, he just carries on reading. Yeah. yeah. Like, classic teacher. That's why I got his teaching. I thought he'd just be reading papers a lot, but you know, <laughs> it turns out not anymore. Yeah. Well, out fires. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, finding dead bodies in the ice, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's because, funnily enough, I know, like, um, like you, when we were talking about it before we were watching it, and Lee, you'd asked whether Claire was going to watch it with me, hmm. and I was when you said, "Oh no, it's actually," you know, um, I'm, I wasn't sure, you know, whether it'd be something she'd watch, and. It hadn't occurred to me because I was kind of like, "Oh, there's nothing in this." Yeah, I forgot how violent it can be, yeah, how bloody. It, but, but it's yeah. it's much more the fact and the thing that Claire said that was the chilling part is 
the reality of it mm. in so much as yes it's a vampire film but literally everything else is plausible everything and plays horrible. out yeah mm. and it's you know it's grim in that sort yeah. of sense so that you saying that i was going to bring that up because it surprised me that lee likes it because for the whole film and this is why i was a bit hesitant in how i said i liked it because i did really like it but it was desolate and very reminiscent of an Aronofsky film. Mm. However, the end is quite uplifting. It's almost the uh, reverse in a way. So it's like, it's quite bad throughout. He's got nothing going on. She's kind mm. of not got much going on. It's sort of bad for all of them. But then, yeah, obviously she helps him at the end. But even that is a bit, you know, it's, it's good for him. He's now got... Mm. You know, a purpose in life, and he feels good about it. But, but it might not um, be for him, actually. Yeah, but, but his purpose in life is murdering people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So exactly. So it's not like ultimately, it's not fantastic. No. And and obviously, the boys that were bullying him, you know, they're all horrible, really. And, it, and not all of them. Some of them were being coerced into it. One of them was. Oh, but he was alive. Alive, at least. Yeah, the Santa yeah. Toxic one. one. He was still yeah. alive, wasn't he? The one who looks like Sandy Toxic. Yeah, he's fine. fine. On the end of the pool at the end. Yeah. yeah. But, but he's not, you know. Yeah. Whereas all the others had been ripped to shreds. And yeah. I'd just like to say good. Well, yeah. Because yeah. I, know, I know we should be, I know we should be nicer about this sort of thing. And yes, children are murdered. But I can't imagine we've, we ain't lost, you know. We didn't lose a cure for cancer. We didn't lose, you know, a great humanitarian or anything else like that. It's some little tidbits. They were just going to grow up to be pricks. Yeah. And, well, I mean, the and, older brother is a perfect example of that. He's mm. very much older and he's still just a knob. He's, no, yeah. he's not progressed anywhere. I so, think actually some, something else, that, and this goes back to, weirdly enough, to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. I think mm. that also the fact that you've got two 12-year-olds, well, someone who has the body of a 12-year-old and a 12-year-old played by 12-year-olds. Mm. Yeah, I think that helps rather than the sort of American high school, you know, forty-eight-year-old <laughs> uh, high school senior. You know, it, it, it's certainly not the grease effect. You know, they're actually, <laughs> they do look like kids, which sort of makes it again, again, the you know makes it so much more real. real. They've yeah. done. They, I mean, frankly, those all all the kid actors, not just like um, Oscar and Ellie. Mm. But like all the kids in the class and the bullies and everything else like that, mm. they're so good. Yeah, they are really, really good actors. I don't think there's a single performance in this that lets it down from any, even people with, with much smaller roles. Mm. Um, I just thought it was, it was even down to that was the other thing. I said um, uh, the alternative title for this should have been Vampires versus Winos because mm. <laughs> that gang of winos who are uh, yeah versus winos um, with cats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like even them, they're so realistic. They're so mm. believable. They're just, uh, they're, they're just fantastic performances. For but, but that additional bit with the the woman who gets turned, mm. but then just wants to die. Mm. You know, mm. like it, it's all a tragedy, really. Oh, there's there's no basically. I mean, from what. I can't remember. I tried to find the bloody article and I couldn't for the life of me. I bet I know where it is. Hmm. My DVD copy of this has an exclusive Little White Lies uh, magazine in it. 
mm-hmm. which is just all about the thing. Maybe I should have looked in there um, <laughs> rather than searching online. But I know that because the film's set in 82 um, and apparently it was like proper, that was, Sweden had like a, a serious unemployment problem mm. and so the the group of like you say like the group of winos and even the dad where like you know Is the dodgy well, yeah. The, yeah where the dodgy like frankenstein's reimagining of kevin eldon turns up and, <laughs> See, uh, now, i'd always taken that that his father had left his mother and that was a game. No, I took no, it. Mm. Like possibly it's not a game. It's just that his dad's yeah, it did look like that. So his mate comes over and encourages him to drink, which obviously yeah, which upsets us. Yeah. Yeah. And weirdly enough, this is the first the first time watching this as a dad, and for the first time, I've been like, I was being a judgmental prick. <laughs> In that I was like, oh fuck your mate off! You look at his yeah. face, the poor little cunt. Yeah. You know, because yeah. yeah. you can see for him. Because you can see that, like, Oscar's, like, having... He's just spending time with his dad. And then, like I say, Frankenstein's Eldon turns up. And uh, suddenly... Yeah, suddenly it's like, oh, no, look, we've got guests. We've got guests. We've got guests. Dig out the vodka, you know. And, um... And sit, drink it in massive shorts. They're just straight. Just, yeah. But I think... So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is there's no one in this in a good place. Mm. No. No, I agree with you there, Chris. I think it, it has got an almost Aronofsky type. Mm. Everything is grim. Everybody's life is shit. Um, and the only good thing is the vampire that kills people ruthlessly <laughs> yeah. as, 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 as a requirement to survive. Yeah, that's yeah. irony, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> to throw some game. I mean, I have, to, I have to admire the familiar's like going out kit. Yeah. You know, funnel, <laughs> bottle gas mask <laughs> you know, he's, he's, nicely in that you know sort of mm. thing though, doesn't it? I, I love that that it's so sort of like homemade mm. yeah, as well where yeah. it's like the sort of briefcase <laughs> with the false front and everything but it's it's basically it does have the feeling of you did say to your dad can you build a murder kit <laughs> <laughs> and like your middle-aged dad did that's oh, what yeah. it feels like. It's like it's, a, yeah. it's someone someone who's got a shed, <laughs> and all the and the tools are all outlined on the yeah. wall. <laughs> it's got that sort of feeling to it, and he's just built a very nice sort of, uh, yeah, quick quick exsanguination kit, which and it, just, it, it, <laughs> he was coming to the end of his usefulness, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. Again, in the book. It's, it doesn't sound like he's been particularly useful up to this point. Oh, okay. It sound like they've been together, as you said, like maybe for uh, the boy, very much was picked up as an older man. Mm, um, mm. And it sort of says, you know, he's had two failures already, and then this is his sort of last chance to kind of prove himself. Mm. And obviously it fails as well, and he ends up with the acid and, yeah. Yeah. yeah so- interesting. So I think it's probably time to address the elephant in the room, really, which is the strange sexuality of uh, of Ellie. Um, so Ellie is very much a, a girl, or appears to be. Mm. Now, in the movie, there's a very quick scene where we see... So she says, I'm not a girl, uh, in an early... Mm. And you take that to being... Uh, because she's... Yeah, she's actually... Lived, yeah. yeah. But we oh, do a yeah, quick quite. shot 
when Oscar looks in at her getting changed, where she's mm. got a massive scar. And if I've got it right, mm. from what I vaguely remember from people talking about it when it was released, so she was a boy who mm. cut her junk off. No, no, it's in, I believe it's in the book. It's, it's, it, well, it's definitely in the book. They have a flashback that basically Ellie, as a young boy, mm. was sort of taken to like your classic sort of sexual sadist's castle. And basically, uh, castrated and then turned to remain as a child for this lord. Okay. So, and it's like it's it's very sort of like like I say. I, I mean, Jennifer, thank you. You bought me the book oh. many Christmases ago. I think it was like that year or whatever. Mm. But because you'd read it yourself, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so in the book there is a long flashback where they sort of explain that. Mm. But essentially, yeah, Ellie has Ellie has been uh, was a boy who had uh, who was castrated. Essentially, had all her bits cut off, and but she because that's the weird thing. She doesn't she, although although she ostensibly appears as a girl, she denies it to well, she, not denies it, but she says to Oscar, "I'm not a girl." Yeah, mm. a couple of times. So it's not even. It's weird that it's not uh, necessarily an identification, yeah. and it's actually quite sweet. Where Oscar's like, "Well, it doesn't matter." Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't care. Like he's so. Yeah, he just wants a mate. Not... You know, he just wants a friend, yeah. or yeah. you know, which is very sweet. And that's the thing, and you do feel for him at times, but he's such a horrible, weird Aww, little fucker. He's not horrible. <laughs> what when he's, he's just outside talking to a tree and stabbing? Yeah, but that's just that's his way of trying to, you know, stand up to the bullies. Anyway, yeah. back to the whole she-he thing. What was interestingly, because I kind of skim read back through the book over the last couple of days. So, yeah, the pronoun she is used throughout until page 425, mm. when suddenly she's addressed as he. And I, sort oh. of, I, I kind of look back on the lot, you know, pages, I was like, have I missed something? Um, and just suddenly in that last sort of part, yeah, it's really oh, weird. Wow. I can't yeah. work out. I mean, I probably really need to read it properly again. But literally, kind of right at the end. They sort of, isn't that, they isn't sort that of switch after over. the reveal then? No, not particularly. Hmm. It's not after the bit where, well, it is after the bit, obviously, where she said, hmm. I'm not a girl, but it's not sort of directly after, because it's literally the last sort of that little chunk of the book there. Yeah. See, and so, that's what yeah, I love about weird. this is there's so much depth. For a film that's mm. so short, there is so much depth in this, in this movie. Mm. Um, as you say, in the depth with the characters as well. So, like, Oscar, you follow Oscar, and you don't dislike him, but he's weird, and he's... I feel sorry for him, then, you really? Yeah. Friends with him at school, definitely not, because he is the kind of kid who would one day stab someone for no reason. Oh, like, I'm just bullied. But that's no. probably because he's got no friends. Yeah, Well, the thing that bothered me the most is the, the way that he opened his mouth in the swimming pool. Yeah, that's a bit weird. He drinks a lot of chlorine. I did shout, close your mouth, you weirdo. It's an odd thing, isn't it? And you're just like, why are you doing that? But it so perfectly embodies that loner, weirdo. Yeah. You know, and you don't, like, you don't hate him, but you no. feel a bit repulsed by him. 
Mm. You know, they, I, one of the notes sad. I've got here is mm. too much snot with three oh, exclamation yeah. Yeah. He's always got snot on his face. Always. It is a, it is a cold country, though. Yeah. I do wonder. Uh, but the others yeah, didn't have that. Yeah, exactly. There's no excuse. And again, this, this kid actor is absolutely mm. perfect. I just, but, I, uh, the thing is, you only need one weak link in a film like this, and it spoils mm. it and it drags you out of it. Um, and to have so many kid actors, and as you said, Adam, for them all to, to yeah, just bring such a fantastic performance to this is, mm. yeah, nothing short no, of incredible. I, I think everyone, weirdly enough, and also now, now we're sort of discussing it, it's interesting how much of it is uh, backstory that you, that you aren't spoon-fed. Mm. You know, no. you... Mm. you Basically, it's an intelligent film that treats you with the intelligence to be like, "All oh, right, so I, that so he's uh, his mum and dad have split up, and mm. you know." A, but you don't need to create like, you know, it doesn't need exposition. Like a lot of on, American films where they almost yeah. tell you all this stuff. Yeah. I think it that's does, yeah. quite refreshing because you do watch it, and maybe that's why it's more believable. Because you don't normally have someone in real life turning to the camera explaining going, everything. This is why I'm <laughs> this. Yeah. So yeah. that's why you, you buy into the characters so much. Are you drinking again, Dad? <laughs> you know that's why Mum left. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's so just, oh, exactly. So we've got no, we've got a lovely level of ambivalence there. <laughs> well, I mean, the the director um, went on to do uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I fucking loved. Mm-hmm. But I know it wasn't necessarily to everyone's taste. But it's, um, but again, I think it was suited, weirdly enough, I think it was suited because it was that same thing of everything in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is kind of washed out and used. Mm. Everything is very sort of like, it's very much fag end of the 60s, sort of brown wallpaper uh, sort of feel to it. And I think, yeah, he brought that you know i think that's the that you can definitely see as a through line from this mm. funnily enough i hadn't actually remembered until i was um it was a bit earlier actually not earlier today um the there's the film that i've spoken about on here before balder which is the film about mm. the troll who works for customs mm. yeah um, that, that sounded interesting well that is based on a short story by the author of let the right one in Mm. Ah. So it's one of yeah one of his uh, Jon Avid Lindqvist, which I've probably said really insultingly. So uh, <laughs> I do I do apologise, John. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, and but that seems to be because he he did another book which was about um oh, uh, which was like a, a zombie story, but again. Like I say, Balder obviously is the one about the troll working for the um, uh, customs, and it's it weird thinking about it now. That makes perfect sense. Although it's a different director for Balder, story-wise, it has it feels in that same sort of way where it's basically like, right, here's the real world, here's this supernatural or folkloric element that abuts into it. But it's still everything feels real. Yeah. And there's no basically it's the thing of no, the world is still the same world that it is. It just ha- these things are in it. 
without necessarily like, oh, well, that means you've got to rethink the entire way that the world works. You know, when it's it's not one of those films where it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, it's set in an alternate 1938. <laughs> Vampires have been recognised since 1888. <laughs> and, it's not you know, Yeah, you know. So Count Dracula was Prime Minister for six years <laughs> and court consort Queen Victoria, who herself is now undead. So, um, yeah, it's, so I do, if you like this, I do recommend Boulder again, mm. because I think there is, uh, there's a, a lot similar. And funnily enough, it's the same thing of it being, you know, kind of a fucked up love story, essentially. Mm. Um, although Let the Right One In is a, is a much sweeter uh, story. Um, Perhaps, depending on what you read into it. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, th- I think if, I think the central relationship between Oscar yeah. and Ellie is pretty pure. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. like it, as it's how how that may go on where he becomes her familiar, then you start getting into Gilmero in um, what we do in the shadows territory, where it's like, well, you did promise me eleven years ago you were going to turn. Did I? I don't think I did. But um, so, yeah, how much, how sort of used he may be at that point, I don't know. Um, so, law-wise, what what do we have in this? We obviously have sunlight. Well, I've got a note. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunlight burns. Um, ages without blood. And the interesting thing there, did anyone else work out the um, extra actress? Because I totally forgot mm. about it till Lee pointed it out. Yeah, so the, so the scenes, in, there was a couple of flash scenes where it's, it's a much older, or not yes. much older, but yeah, a woman in her probably 30s who looks a lot like the younger actress and they just flick it so you just mm. see her for three or four frames and then they cut it back. Um, yeah, he'll, she'll just look at some point and it's... Mm. A, yeah. Older face, yeah. You don't realise it, it just, yeah, really. I, just looks... I just thought that was makeup, but. Yeah, no, well, I, I, I say I did originally when we mm. saw it the first mm. time. Uh, but yeah, re watching it again this time in HD, yeah, you can see it's an old, and I went and even checked it on IMDb. Um, yeah, it is. It's an older actress who's, got, who's almost identical to her. Mm. Well, they've made her look I'm... almost identical. And I'm sure, I'm sure that at a certain point, I don't know, it might just be the actress, but. I'm sure at certain points they've like enhanced, like made her eyes big. Her eyes are big, don't they? Yeah, because yeah. there are certain points where they look really like unnaturally huge. Yeah. But subtle enough that you're not quite sure, which is clever. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, actually, she's dubbed as well. Uh, they got uh, they got an actress in because they wanted to have a more androgynous voice. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, so Ellie Ellie's actually dubbed. Mm, uh, for, for the film but, yeah. Um, sorry yes other rules yeah so um, the one about asking to come in but what I particularly mm. liked about that was she makes him like or, or he makes her prove it not realising mm. and she's sort of like okay fine you know I'll, I'm going to show you what happens here and just mm. literally pours with blood which just, is really mm-hmm. you know because normally yeah. it's just like oh I can't come in oh I'll just stand here and he even makes that comment doesn't he oh there's like yeah a is there a barrier yeah, yeah. she's like right okay then mm. <laughs> yeah, and I, I have to say I much prefer that to sort of like the Marcel Marceau <laughs> like you know guy trapped in a box acting from people <laughs> going oh I can't come and then she just walks in and then just begins yeah. to sort of like disintegrate in front of him. 
Because I've not and seen like, that before. Is no, it? I've mm-hmm. never seen no, that before. No, I think it's a really clever. good. Yeah. Well, it, it makes more sense that you would be, you know, rather than some invisible false field, it kind of makes mm-hmm. more sense that it's like, no, you actually have a physiological sort of consequence to it. Scientific yeah. somehow, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's sick if she eats human food, so that's another. Yep. That is in some, I've seen. Uh, yeah. But again, I do like the fact that in a kind of attempt to try and oh, keep I know. it. Yeah. Mm. Is that all right then? All right, and mm. yeah, I'll, I'll try it. She's yeah. just, yeah. But I guess that shows that it's not just her kind of taking his affection. Like she is trying yeah. to, you mm. know, give back to him as well, isn't she? Which is kind yeah. of um, She flies or at least sort of jumps. Yes. Like, which again is clever because straight away flying looks really fake and everything. So you see her kind of jumping up the hospital. So, so that's what. So she reminded me of a cat, the way that they made her look, and she seemed to have sort of a purring noise, which I know was her being hungry, but it seemed like they'd made it more of a purr than. Yeah, it's like a fe- well, it's like an animal noise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and I, so I mean, obviously, I wasn't sure if, if there was more significance to that, or it was just me seeing it because they had the whole you know, tons of cats in it as well. I, I have to say, not having seen this film for quite a while, uh, those CGI pissed off cats are crap. I know, that was uh, the worst the... bit. Everything else, you know, there's no, it just is perfect. But I did make a note here because they can't do an uncanny or an uncanny anymore. They can't no. throw cats well, people. That, that would have been a lot of cats as well. Yeah, but you know, in the old days, that worked really well, didn't it? Yeah. But, <laughs> and this was one of my big arguments we discussed, uh, it's going to come up at some point, so we might well dive in now, the remake. Um, mm. Let me in. Um, now, the only thing is, the title makes more sense because yeah. I didn't know why there was I a wrong one you'd let in. Don't get the let the right one in is a Smiths reference, I believe. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure I read somewhere that it is, um, like it's from a Morrissey song or a Smiths song. Ooh, um, so, uh, but I mean, you can't hold that against it, can you? <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So in the remake, they do away with that whole cat scene, which makes perfect mm, sense. Yeah, yeah. No matter it didn't what, seem too necessary. But the problem is, they took that away, which makes sense, but then what they did put in, which they CGI'd for no reason whatsoever, is the scene in the underpass when mm. she attacks the one of that group. Mm. Uh, yeah, it is her, from her... Just look it up, yeah, Morrissey song, Let the Right One Slip In, is the... Uh, oh. And it is apparently about, yeah, vampires not being able to come in unless they're invited um yeah so for, for no apparent reason the scene in which the the guy's trying to help her in the subway and he leans jump, over and jump. she kind of climbs up mm. um mm. yeah they cgi that so that she springs up in the air and bounces off the walls mm-hmm. and that looks just as shit as the cats mm. but, oh, but that didn't have this. to be in there yeah. for any reason whatsoever and i was like well you took that scene out because no matter what... Which was fine was the way they'd done it. Fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. they something that doesn't yeah. need to be cgi That's what angers me. That scene looks amazing. Mm. Not for nothing. With just mm. a girl jumping at a bloke. Like, you don't, you don't <laughs> have to have a flying around Maybe like Yoda. I assume it's an American actress. 
maybe you know that it's in their claws oh i don't jump on people <laughs> uh, it is uh, that can't be the case because no. it is chloe grace moritz who we've all seen in uh kick-ass oh, yeah oh, okay yeah uh, so she was trained for that you know oh, i'm sure she hadn't forgotten this is only a couple <laughs> of years later um that was one of the other things i did like about the remake is i don't think i'd seen her in anything after kick-ass um in which she was amazing and I, I remember thinking, you know, when you see a kid actor who really stands out and you think, right, I really hope that their career starts they do. off and we, yeah. they get an opportunity. Um, yeah, so when this came out and then literally the next year the remake was was in production, um, yeah, the fact that she got the lead role I thought was was, was brilliant and has obviously done a lot for her career. She's, um, she's, she's done quite a lot, actually, yeah. especially recently. She's been just cropping up in loads of stuff. Yeah, and I, again, I, I think for someone her age, she's she's a fantastic actress, and it's great that she hasn't done the totally going off the rails thing that a lot of uh, yeah. I don't. How do you know? Mind you, it's, mind you, it's, there's a there's a weird there's a weird uh, sort of prehistory with um, sort of um, talented like young actresses play like either playing vampires or moving on to play vampires because hmm. obviously you've got um oh from interview with a vampire uh why, why can oh, i not think kirsten yeah so i thought you know her role in that is is enough to say it's a good film she's brilliant in that that's the best yeah. probably yeah. the best thing she's done yeah. And then you, and then you've got Anna Paquin who wins an Oscar at eleven, who ends up being in True Blood. Yeah. So there's obviously, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of vampires and things there. Well, you know, we can ignore Natalie Portman. I don't think she's done a vampire film, but other than that, yeah, <laughs> sort of. The, you either end up playing a vamp, either end up playing a vampire, or you get noticed playing a vampire. It seems to be the. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, just to cut back, one of the other things I love, uh, I'm just looking through my notes and I just thought I'd mention it now is a good time. Uh, we mentioned it briefly earlier, the pool scene. Um, mm. I've forgotten just how little you see of that attack. Mm. Mm, yeah, um, no, yeah. that was done really yeah. well. Yeah, mm. it's all yeah. shot from underwater. Yeah, that was a great and it idea. it happens and then the mm. camera comes up and it's, it's, it's all a cut. Mm. And it's yeah. Yeah. You see that kid's... Feet, yeah, dropping yeah. The water and then shoot out the ball. kicking along like that. Funniest <laughs> bit in the whole film, yeah. <laughs> just because you just think, Yeah, that's it, you wanker. Because mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't help but cheer when he twats in with that rod. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. and again, it's that it, it's not like a big Hollywood, they don't put, them, put no. noise on it or anything, yeah, it's just it the just, right impact, mm. yeah, yeah. And it takes him a little while, works. and then he. Any sort of grabs, yeah. yeah. It's that pause. It just feels real. completely mm. real. It's yeah, amazing. I think, and also, also, you think it's cold. Yeah, mm. it's, it's just going to sting just that wee bit more, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> top of your ear cut off in the freezing cold, bottle oh. and whacked with a big. Get used to stick. that over there, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, back to the pool scene. So it reminded me of when we watched it as the stage show. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. And that was very stark. There was literally like trees, and that was pretty much the main stage with those sort of trees on it. So the 
Yeah, so the, the stage itself, all the way through, was a forest with a bed in it. Mm. And mm. everything took place somehow in the it. forest or on the bed. But it was snowing mm. the whole time as well. Uh, a bit. But did the pool, now have I imagined this, have I muddled it up Rocky Horror, it was almost like a tank and you yeah. could... Yeah, so it was there was like, no water, I don't think. It no, there was. Just, oh, it, there was full of water, ah. but it was about a metre square with a ladder mm. on it. And they basically mm -hmm. wheeled it out onto the stage, and it was in a corner of the stage for the whole of the second half. Mm. And then at that point, your attention obviously switched to it because the lights went mm. out when they came back up. He was in it, sort of paddling in the mm. water. Yeah, and then the others all came. And the stage show mm, was very cleverly done. Phenomenal. Yeah, I forgot you guys saw it as uh, saw the stage adaption. Yeah. We did with uh, Sharon, previous uh, guest uh, on the show. Hi, Sharon. Hello. <laughs> Um, mm. Yeah, the stage show was always fantastic, and and that was what I loved most of all about it was the fact that it all took place. They mm. they created such a such a a way of laying the set out that everything mm. just felt right. It, it sort was of flowed either... together, but with minimum kind of movement and you know fanfare and everything else. And I guess that's what the film is like, isn't it? It's very yeah. almost low key. You know, it just kind of poodles along, mm. but it really works. Yeah. So I guess that's why it works so well as a stage show, really. It's a show mm. that hasn't sort of come back or, you know. Yeah, t uh, 2014 we saw that in so right. mm. years ago. Um, if it were to return, I would definitely yeah, watch Yeah, I'd watch that. Even without seeing the film, I think like it was it worked well as a stage show. Oh, right. So yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be definitely worth seeing, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Adam, you've seen the remake, is that right? I've seen, I don't know, half the remake, I think. I just, I, I didn't see it from the start. I came in in the middle and then quit before the end. I was going to say first half, second half, but the middle. So yeah. the mid, the <laughs> middle segment. So yeah. And what did you? And, think? I'm, and I was just sitting there. There's no beginning or, or end to this. What's <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I, I, to be honest, I don't remember it that well. I mean, because they do change, they do change sort of change it a fair bit, as I remember. It's not just, enough. it's not yeah. just a, a shot by shot. No. You know, let's translate it into English for people who won't read subtitles. You know, they did actually seem to have worked at it. Was it, is it in, in my head for some reason? Was it a Hammer film? Um, I'm not sure. Let me look that up. It might have been. Because I think it's part of, like, the sort of Hammer revival. I think it that, could be. Mm. I think it might have been one of the first. Yeah, because it was around the time, because they did, what was it, Beyond the Rave or Beyond the... Oh, which was like the vampire it? rave movie, and then they did the one about a tree. <laughs> God, this just sounds like my Wait, dreams now, isn't it? Wakewood, that's it, yeah. <laughs> One about a tree. Um, Am I a tree or just a tree? Just a tree. I can't... Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Hammer Films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the production companies. So I was kind of, you know, on that level, I was I was um, prepared to go with it. But I just, I think it was just so... 
compared to the original, it, what I saw of it, I just did not think was particularly sort of memorable. Yeah, it just wasn't needed, really, was it? Uh, it yeah. just wasn't as good, so it was fine. And if you'd only watched that version, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's all right, it's entertaining. But I think when you compare it with the original is when you see that stark sort of contrast of, no, this film was kind of amazing and that version was all right. I, I, I totally agree, but I do, and I'm... I, I've said before, obviously, I've been very anti-remake generally, but what I do think is a low-budget, independent, foreign-language horror movie is not going to reach many people. No. Mm. Whereas the fact that it's it's said, right, this is amazing, Mm. 90% of people won't give a shit. So what we're going to do is we're going to remake it and give other people the opportunity to enjoy yeah. it. Maybe so, then people will go back and watch the original because they yeah. see and I, I, I think, and I think that I think Let Me In, although it wasn't for us, I think as a gateway to a lot of people, yeah. would have been oh, yeah. a lot of horror films. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think what I saw of it, it just came across as certainly it wouldn't be 12 years down the line we're doing this show, Jennifer says, I want to do Let the Right One In. It's like, fucking yes. (laughs) You know, I I don't think it would be the same Mm. with uh, Let Me In. No, no, and I do agree. But again, as you said, Adam, as well, I felt that they didn't just go, that's brilliant, let's remake it in American. Like, Mm. they did change the story up enough. Um, uh, Again, I I, I was hoping to rewatch it, but I didn't. But, um, I think, as as I recall as well, I think it's also that classic case of ironing out the what could be what would now be called problematic or not. I don't think yeah. it is, but you, but the stuff in there that would be like, well, you can't have a mainstream audience where there's you know, you know, when there's a pedo with acid on his face and there's <laughs> okay. do you know what I mean. It's sort of they they sort of okay. do. Yep. Again, because the the familiar character, although I don't remember it being a factor, I've got it up here in front of me on IMDb. So Richard mm. Jenkins, who we obviously love the crap out of, um, mm. plays the familiar, and he's credited as the father. Yeah. So I think ah, that yeah. one, they made him the father Much of more. Abby, which is why he's got that protective, mm. Mm. but without having the whole mixed feelings. Minute. What's of, he doing here? Yeah. 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 And then having to allow an American audience to think, well, hang on a minute, he clearly has got a loving and lustful relationship with her. But if they both had it, the same relationship at eight years old, and now he's mm. eight and she hasn't, is that wrong? Or, you know, keep it nice and simple with her dad. There you go, done. Yeah. And it, it takes that element out of it, I think. Yeah, um, and it felt like those type of tweaks as well. It felt like things, as you say, Adam, just to it is dumbing it down, unfortunately. But I don't even necessarily think of it as dumbing it down, but it's just it's sugaring it a bit, smoothing yeah. the edges up, you, you know, taking it, you know, so it's not quite so, I suppose, not quite so grim, but not quite mm. fair enough. Uh, I like it, yeah. which is what I like about it. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice couldn't agree mm. more. It puts yeah. another element on vampires. It's not just, mm. oh, they're pretty and sparkly, you know. Yeah. But that, I've got to say, and it might upset you, Leon Adam, yeah. but that does remind me of Anne Rice, the way that she took vampires, that, you know, over a longer period of time, what happens between them and humans, and, you know, it gets oh, yeah. more complex if you think you live for a thousand of years. Well, that's the thing, is I think the interview with the vampire... So the, still, yeah, I don't know. I mean, still don't... stands like the book. I yeah. think, still stands. 
I just, I, I think I, I read it and I was like, mm, well, you know, maybe because I was, I think I was because I was like, the film's pretty good, so the book will probably be better. Mm. And then it was, and then I read it and I was like, actually, I'll probably watch the film again rather than read the book again. <laughs> and, and then reading the subsequent ones and I was like, oh, no, I think that was a, because I think the actual book interview with the vampire gets it spot on in terms of like like you say that whole living of you, you know like the the lifespan compared to other people mm. like to, to ordinary humans plus also the thing of the frustration of a child like being in a child's body but you are yeah. older than most yeah. people that you encounter and actually, I mean, that's something that's even, even that's in near dark, like home of a uh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, at certain points, um, there's the implication that he's actually the oldest one there. Yeah. <laughs> but again, because he's in trapped the in the body, body. of a yeah. boy's body, he relies on, he's reliant on the others mm. to, uh, to survive. Because Just the world's not geared up for... Yeah, because he they won't you know he yeah, can't him. go around like yeah. fucking hot wiring vans and so on and so. Yeah, and um, this definitely did have that. Like Ellie totally bosses her familiar mm, around and shouting. Yeah. You know, there's the scene where she's shouting at him for letting her down and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and you do get the impression that she's the one who's holding all the cards in that relationship. In well, it's even the just the simple bit where she wants to do the Morse code with him. Oh, and, and she, she just goes over, move. Out. Yeah. Just yeah. move. It gives you an idea, doesn't it? Their relationship at that point, you're like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just sitting, he's sitting like on the floor reading a magazine and then it's just, she just comes over, move. Yeah, and he right. gets up, he's pissed off, but he gets up and fucks mm. off. Mm. And again, there's the scene where he says, you know, I, I'd rather you didn't go out and Don't see, see that boy again yeah. tonight. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and she just goes straight out and sees him anyway. She's like, oh, yeah. I'll fix his Rubik's Cube. I'm going out there. <laughs> First time I've heard it called that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so all in all, this um, I should address the way we saw this as well. So when it came out originally, it did all of the, um, uh, the big movie circuits and stuff. Mm. And I was, I, I was a, a massive podcast fanatic at the time. So I'd heard it on two or three different podcasts, people in the States saying, look, I've been to a convention, I've seen this film, you've got to see it at all costs. Um, but I knew that it wasn't going to get a, 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 a large release over here. Mm. Um, so I think a small amount of cinemas did a, like a one-night showing, just a one-off on release date. So I think independent stuff, independent cinemas like the Prince Charles and stuff would have done um, mm. maybe a run of it. Uh, but oddly enough, Stir Century picked it up and yeah. did one off showing on release day. So our local cinema showed it just the once. Um, but yeah, we all it, went. Yeah, and we were there mm. waiting. And I still remember the excitement. Although it's such a, as we say, such a, a low-key, subdued movie, I remember us coming out like we'd just watched an action movie. We were all massively excited and like talking over each other in the car. It's different, so it kind of makes you go, oh mm. my God, if someone's on a vampire film that isn't just like all the other vampire films. Yeah. So I think it was, yeah. that. It was exciting. Not I think having that, film, that swimming pool scene added a bit. Yeah, a bit of excitement. That, yeah. <laughs> to, to me, that's the part where it's like the witch. 
Mm, yeah, yeah, curiously enough, yeah. Curiously enough, that's the feel-good scene. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah. you think you think Ellie's gone, mm. um, he's, he's in shit with his mum, yeah. um, he's disappointed with his dad, mm. and then he's at the swimming pool, he thinks he's got a mate, it's, but he hasn't because they're fixing him up. And then yeah. that prick turns up with a flick knife. And all I can hope is that we don't see from what we don't see because it's focusing on the pole is the bit where Ellie takes that knife and shoves it right up his arsehole. <laughs> That's but, not Mr. Yeah. <laughs> it's in it's ca- head cannon. Head cannon. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I think that's probably what helps is it does have that sort of slightly uplifted. Of, yeah, that's it. Oh, fucking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on a mad killer rampage across the countryside. You, you silly sweet kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite surprised. We discussed earlier, you know, I, was, I said to Adam, are you going to show this film to Claire? Um, and then she messaged me today about something else. So I just sort of said to her, have you, have you watched Let the Right One In yet? She was like, Yes. And I don't know what you're going to think about it, but I thought it was very sweet. And I was like, yeah, it totally is. But it kind of isn't. It's kind of a horrible movie, but it Mm. has got such a sweet ending. Thread running through. Yeah. It's sweet for freaks. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. Which which is also what it says on the bumper sticker on my car. (laughs) Honk if you're horny. Sweet for freaks. (laughs) And what's the other one? Ask gas or pass? I don't know. <laughs> if we stop now, you can cut that bit off. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yes, we will stop it here uh, before we gush any more over this film. Um, yeah, yeah, anyone who hasn't seen, I know we've kind of spoiled it to a degree, <laughs> but if you haven't seen this film, honestly, it is an absolute treasure. Um, I think yeah. it's an experience, even if you mm. know where it's going. I mean, we went into it knowing, oh, it's the story of a little of a little girl vampire who befriends a human boy. That doesn't tell that's the it. full story. <laughs> no, but that's, that's what I mean. But that's, it that, tells that it, is, but yeah. yeah. Mm. And they cram so much into this yeah. time. Like there are so many, as you say, sideline stories with the relationship between the parents. Mm. And the, I know we keep calling them the winos, but they're, they're, the, they're the people yeah. who hang out. The, the average people. They're yeah. They're, they're us in a well, yeah. 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 When lockdown the, the the only, from Rolando. <laughs> walking around with his attaché case with one stamp in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we mentioned the music, which I thought was exceptional. Well, funny enough, I put mm. soundtrack question mark because I couldn't mm. really work out and I thought Adam might have some insight as to... Oh no! The, I can't. I, I, I did write it down, but I can't remember. Uh, his, did I write it down? Can if you if you've got the thing there, Lee? Because funnily enough, I've been listening to the soundtrack for oh, have you really? uh, yeah for the past week because it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah Johan uh, Soderquist. So that sounds quiz. about right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I managed to avoid pronouncing any names until now. Thank you, Jennifer. And, Fuck you. And the interesting thing is, it is a full orchestral score. Yeah. Mm. But it is very minimal mm. and very sort of it's it's almost drone. Yeah. In mm. places, and it's actually very much what a lot of scores are becoming like now. Yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff now, especially because of like the sort of Scandi noir crime series and things like that. A lot of them are following this this sort of pattern of uh, 
almost more atmospheres than it's there, but music. it's not in your face. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like driving I mean, it. I mean, i I listen to I listen to a lot of soundtracks. I listen to a lot of odd, like avant garde stuff. But I mean, it's it's not stuff that you put on. You know, it's it's not a jolly su- Sunday afternoon, <laughs> or it's not good dinner party music unless you're holding an intervention. <laughs> I think you know, and even at that point, it'd have to be an intervention like. We've noticed you've summoned demons just that little bit too much, <laughs> you know, and the walls are bleeding. Can we <laughs> talk about your habit? We just got it, mate. <laughs> just take twenty percent off, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, also, uh, yeah, that was the thing I noticed. Um, I didn't make a note about the score, but I did say the sound of Foley on this is, um, mm. like, even just the the feet in the snow. And the mm. sound of the nails dragging when they're doing the wall. Yeah. yeah. It just, yeah. it sounded so solid and so mm. real. Um, yeah. yeah. Which so, is, again, something that follows through, I think, in Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. There is a very, it's, mm. I'm assuming that he was probably using, the director was using the same Foley artist because it's that same attention to sound where everything is, everything's there, but it's not like stupid. It, nothing there's no bang crash mm, to try no. and scare you or anything else like that and because it doesn't need it because it's much more affecting when like you say you suddenly just go you know face just <laughs> change yeah, yeah. you know and then you're onto something else already so oh, the one that made me like full-on jennifer will tell you i literally lifted my legs up and made a noise um i'd forgotten when she goes to visit him at the hospital when she climbs up the wall oh. and she bites his neck and then he falls out the window and it's just the sound yeah. of the whistling yeah. and then his uh, head yeah. hitting that thing. On that the canopy mm. and then, yeah. Oh, it's just, as you say, like, it's not like a big over-the-top Hollywood, mm. you know. Ah! Yeah, it just <laughs> sounds like it'd sound and it mm. yeah. rings through you. It's disgusting. But also what was interesting there was where you can't see his face. You can just see the glass. You can see, obviously, it's damaged. Mm, mm. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's a cheap way to make sure they haven't got a lot of but, makeup. But then, then they you, do. Yeah, yeah. And then you see it. Oh, no, yeah. no, I see. You're just teasing me <laughs> and lulling me into a full sense of security. And then you're going to show me that. And then you crash. <laughs> when you sit there and just go, I'll have the rest of that sandwich later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, corned beef. No. Yeah. No, I'm good. Gone right off for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this film is so mm. way up there for me in my yeah. favourites. Um, yeah. Well done, Jennifer. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, go me. I apologise, Chris, that he's taken until now to show you this film because <laughs> it should have been way higher up the list. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and good job, Jennifer, right. for choosing it for your I like getting so. the credit, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next episode, again, it's going to be another birthday episode. Mm. Ah, yes. Another birthday choice. Adam, would you like to tell us who and what this birthday choice will be? Well, I, uh, as I was, when I was discussing this with Claire, uh, she said, do I get a birthday choice? And I said, well, I suppose, yes. And then. Claire said that she'd really like to do, she said, I want to do my old mate Vinny. I'd like to do <laughs> Theatre of Blood. And I had that same swell of pride. It was like, yeah. well done, my pad one. 
yeah. you have chosen wisely. And um, yes, so we are going to be, uh, Claire's birthday is coming up. Uh, it's actually uh, tail end of next month. But she's mm-hmm. already had a she's already had a present from me early, so she might as well have a yeah, request early as well. As well. Yeah, and um, so yeah, so uh, and it will be uh, she'll be joining us for theatre of blood. Yes. Interior crocodile alligator. <laughs> I drive a Chevrolet movie theatre <laughs> of blood. <laughs> there we go. This film is so much fun. Um, <laughs> Actually, on a quick note, I won't drag it out too long because I know we've been talking for a very long time now. Um, uh, I, I got a birthday present again from, we mentioned her earlier, Sharon for my birthday. Uh, although mm-hmm. we were all in yes. lockdown, sent me a book. Um, and it's a book called The Book of Joe. And it's written by oh. Vincent Price. And it's written by um, and it's written by Vincent Price, and it's basically just him talking about how much he loves dogs. <laughs> um, That's beautiful. Dog Joe. But it's all done in Vincent Price's way of talking. He's got a very specific... Um, yes, voice. Yeah. It, it, like, even written down, it's yeah. a very distinctive voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, if, if I read this not knowing he'd written it, I would immediately go, Vincent Price wrote that. It, he's the only <laughs> one who structures sentences the way he does. Is it the same with my, uh, what is it, Vincent Price cooking? Oh, yeah. The, the, the cookbook is yes. the same. Reading the recipes, you feel he's reading them to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think there's a bonus time. episode there of you doing one of the recipes. That's true. true. We, could yeah. bung, we could have bung that up on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. I say when we did um, when we did the Vincent Price Day when we watched nothing but Vincent Price films and I'd bought Jennifer the cookbook. Um, yeah, and you did like a, mm. oh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, something from the book. It, it was like pasties, Cornish pasties, Cornish pasties, but it had pasties. like raisins or something. Oh, it's something it. weird. It was all sort of Hungarian goulash as well. I think it was. It was um, very, yeah, odd. Food. Amazing. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good day. Yeah. So go Vincent Price. So go and check yeah. out Theatre of Blood. Uh, it's amazing. It's got Diana Rigg in it. Ooh. Yes. Um, yeah, and Vincent Price, and yeah. it's stunning. So, thanks very Absolutely much for listening. Stunning. Um, if you haven't seen this film, you are not fulfilling your life to the no. utmost. And it's lockdown, hey, you know. Yeah, what else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and check out the remake, because, yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, Try and shit at a wall. Some of it's nicks. Uh. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week. Uh, we'll be joined by Claire for. Are we joined by Claire, or is she just? Yes. Oh no, she's she's joining us. Excellent for theatre of blood. So <laughs> before I tell everyone, she's going to be there, and she isn't. Right. See you next week for theatre of blood. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.